You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Discuss gay culture from the belly of the beast once a week. I'm your host Dan. With me is Dez. Hi. I haven't seen you in so, a month. That's that's not true. It's been like three weeks. That's not a month. Three weeks is not a okay, month. Okay, but still, we like, haven't recorded in a month. We haven't recorded in a month because no. one day I came here to record, and your response was, "I don't want to record." I, don't tonight. I was having a bad day. I didn't want to record. I just wanted to play games and drink, and we did. And then Will went out with his wife. Which I should be happy about. I should be happy he's taking his wife out for on a date. But I was like, why don't you come to a podcast? <laughs> and then uh, he was sick last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sick this week. And it's his father-in-law's birthday. And I'm going away. I'm I, going think to it's Ohio. More the, I think it's more the father-in-law it birthday. It probably is that. I'm going to Ohio tomorrow, which I, I may end up being on History of Bad Ideas on Saturday. Yeah, you can't do that. Why? Why not? You do understand you're going to just, it's just going to be like 15 minutes of nothing but you taking shit. For what? The Bengals being six and zero, <laughs> and the Chargers being whatever the hell their record is. I don't. It, uh, yeah. Oh, you got to hand an issue about ideas that I got to say. Blake, Blake, Blake's a Browns fan, and they have found a way to just fuck him over repeatedly. Hey, the Browns are a lot better this year than <laughs> than they've been in previous years. Travis Benjamin is what like the number eleven wide receiver. No one would have thought that was possible. Yeah, so well, not because he's bad, but because no one ever thought a Browns wide receiver would be that high. This is this is this is very true. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'm gone next week, and then you're gone Halloween. Like, or you're you can't do something to record on Halloween no, or the day before it, Halloween. It's into the woods opens the, it, it, the it, night it, that night. So basically, the next time the three of us are going to get together is essentially like the week before we go to Vegas. That's like not true. Two weeks before we go to Vegas. That's not true. We could do like Thursday night. We probably could do of a Thursday the night. of the week that in the into the woods is happening, or Monday after the weekend. It's just a matter of the the head of my graduate program wants all of the GAs to go and meet before opening night and do like a social. Yeah. And then go and see the show. And um, while uh, later on, I'm sure I'm going to go. You know what? I'm just too busy. It was real easy to go ahead and commit to that I, for the first semester. That's fine. You know what? Maybe we will. Maybe we will because, like I said, if we. Next week I'm gone. The week after that Friday, you've got something. So then we're two weeks before we go to Vegas, yeah. which it's you. And you were right today because I was texting Dad, and we're trying to figure out: Do we want to do this? Do we not? We want to do it on Friday. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks. I do have. I, I put up the one that we did when we were at Will's house. 101. We did do one that we're calling Drunk Scapades, but there's, I haven't. There's one that he's afraid to that put up, folks. Up yet. He's afraid. There are reasons. 
There are reasons why. Edit out the stuff you said that was stupid. There, the, no, it's all stupid. It's all ridiculous because we're drunk. Um, so there is that, and then, uh, yeah, and then we're we're two weeks out from Vegas, which is actually as of today, thirty-one days. You're way too into the Vegas. Thirty-one thing. days. I'm excited. I, I, I we have to rent a car. We got to talk about that. Um, but no, I'm glad you're here because it's mm-hmm. just you and I can just record an episode, and maybe I can get it up tonight. And so when I'm gone for a week, we can do something. Anyway, how's it going? I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, three weeks is apparently forever. I haven't seen you in forever. Like, I don't know what I did two days ago. Like, three weeks is forever. You, you think it's weird for you? The last time I was here, your son was saying, up, and now he's using semi-complicated sentences. <laughs> a lot happens in three weeks in a toddler's life. Yeah. You gotta think percentage of time, the amount they've been on the earth. Like, three weeks is a long time. Yeah. No, he's doing, he's doing good. Yesterday, we went and saw our friends, John and Rebecca, at um, John's parents' house up in Rancho Santa Fe. So that was fun. And we told him early in the day, we were like, you have to take a nap because you're going to go on a car ride, and then we're going to go in the pool, and then you're going to have pie. We didn't fucking take a nap, and I was like, you're a fucking asshole. He's two, and he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and You know, there's this blog you should read called Papa Does Preach. Okay. It's written by a guy I went to high school with. He gets a lot of flack from the world of the internet because he likes to routinely refer to his son as an asshole on his blog as well. Well, because if if you did that, I would call you an asshole, but for some reason he gets away with it because he's two. But we Actually, drove- you know what? That's not true. Why? Because if I behaved like that and then you called me an asshole, I'd punch you. And, uh, he, he, well, and you probably wouldn't call me an asshole I probably again. wouldn't. This is true. So we go up there. He falls asleep in the car. We end up having dinner, hanging out, having great gin and tonics, good good conversation. We go in the hot tub. It's a little too cold to go in the pool. And we get out. He's like, pie. And I'm like, you remembered pie? You're an asshole. <laughs> we give him pie, though. It's sweet. <laughs> I, I, I love the kid. But Children yeah. are like dogs. Give them, give them sweets and... Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, no, they just they, they if they see you eating it, they think it's for them. That's true. It's how it's how we con kids into eating like oh, I'm so peas bribery. when they're young. Is we eat a little peas ourselves and make them think mm, this is really good. I'm so the problem bribery. is most people are such bad actors that the kids see right through it. They're like, nah. You're making nicey noises, but your face is doing that weird grimace <laughs> thing. I'm not having that. Get it away. Get it away. So that's what's going on in my life. I'm going to Ohio tomorrow. Yeah. Yay. To the place where Jason is going to tell you that the Bengals are 6-0. Uh, exactly. The Bengals are 6-0. I'm, we, I, uh, we're in Akron. We fly in, we fly into Cleveland, but then it, it's all in the same place. But then i got to drive down to Columbus, and hopefully Jason and Jeff, maybe Blake and Amy are going to drive up to Columbus, mm-hmm. and then we'll all meet. So that's a two-hour drive on Saturday I've got to do. Yeah. It's not a big deal. but Yay, Ohio. Yeah, that, that place you're moving to. <laughs> never moving to Ohio. Sorry, guys. Never moving to Ohio. <laughs> Your vote would count. My vote counts here in local no, it elections. Doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't count in local elections. <laughs> yes, it does. When the for what? Pool like is for small- city council? When the voting pool is smaller, my vote means something. Okay, Dan, for city council, who's your councilman? I have no idea. Does <laughs> you no can, can you tell me if El Cajon even has individual council yeah, districts? Yeah, I think we do. Or are they one of those ones where uh, you, you, you vote I and they you, just take the top four vote I think that's what it is. I think you just take... And so they, and, and really your mayor. vote doesn't count even for city council. And and we had a mayor and he got he, he had to resign because he said some racist things. Uh-huh. And I don't know who our mayor is. Dan, you just have to accept that your vote doesn't count. Yes, you do get to a vote for some people who win. Like, say, for governor and state assembly. Although, being out here, I'm sure that your your 
congressman is probably Republican. I, I, yeah. No, it's 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 weird because for the longest time where I live was in Duncan Hunter's district. Fair Republican. And then Dun- Duncan Hunter Jr.'s district. Yes. But they, when they redistricted, uh, now I'm in the, the Chula Vista district, so I'm in a Democratic district. That's weird. But you're, no, not really, because I was always kind of on the border of it. You know, I mean, it's not like it was some massive conspiracy. It's Still. just, it's nice, it's nice to have your vote count for your congressperson. Because while I can see myself <laughs> voting for a Republican, that Republican's name will never be Duncan Hunter. Aww. Because they re- they, right. they represent what I think is worst about the Demo- about the Republican Party. And that's not the crazy wacko people who think you can just go, no, as a governing principle. No, they're worse. They're the ones who are like, they, they would be like against abortion, but they would let kids starve by taking school lunches from them. Yeah. I'm like going, just explain to me how those two together are, are not are not contradictory to you. I mean, like, should it be, I'd be fine with you holding the one position if you held the same position for when the baby's here. Um, so like the, I never really liked the Duncan Hunter and his son, even though I, I have to give Duncan Hunter credit for, at least he was a Marine. At least he did see combat. Okay. Uh, you know, I've they're... always, I've always responded fairly well to that, regardless whether you're a democratic or, or yeah, Republican you've person. Yeah, you served your country. Yeah. Cause so few of us do it these days. Yeah. I, I don't think I could do it. And anyone who is, <laughs> well, sir, no, I, I, not now, obviously. Well, now obviously I'm too old, but back in the day, yeah, I, Dan, I didn't you think do I could that. do that. You should, you should, you should, <laughs> you should get a commission in the U.S. Navy. They even have like a spot for you. For, to do what? It's called supply officers. Oh. Basically, all they do is do the business stuff of making sure the guys on the aircraft carrier don't starve. Oh, I could do that job. You're, pro- I, you're, I, probably, I, you're probably even a little old for that now, but I'm sure you could still probably get it. Like, I admire I admire people who join the military because I'm like, I, I could never do it. I like, don't know if I, I admire supply officers. I'm, I, they're, very, they're very necessary. And yes, I'm, I'm you have happy, to feed your military. I'm happy they're there to do your job, but I'm not sure how I feel about any officer who's specifically listed as not a line officer. <sighs> okay, like even the doctors are line officers in the Navy, Dan. So like, if you were if you were like you know a captain doctor, and you're on your base, right, and your base is probably led by a Marine Colonel or a General or yeah. something, and everybody else was dead, you actually can stand in the line of command. But like supply officers are specifically listed as not being in the line of command. No. You could be like an admiral of supply, <laughs> and like <laughs> and like a lieutenant runs the boat because you you you're barred from like I'm not sure if the word I'd use for them is is admiration. But but in general, go people who join because I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Speaking of which, we saw my best man at my wedding was this girl named Claire. She was my best friend all through high school, and. Um, her husband's in the military, and she randomly came down. Well, not randomly. She lives in Colorado, so they had to drive through Arizona, and they went to Disney. So, but she was down here why on was, Saturday. Is he out? No. Then why is he in Colorado? No, I. There's no like war there's college a whole there. Story which I don't want to get into about why he's he, going to Colorado. He's actually is on he deploy- like <clears throat> is he working in in um, National Air Command? Maybe uh, he's he's on deployment right now. I don't know what. Oh, okay. I don't so know what. She's next. just in Colorado they, while he's. Uh, I, I thought he meant he was stationed. She bought a house, so there's in Colorado. She's staying in Colorado. <laughs> so well, why wouldn't you? Then you know the pot is legal. She's well, and her parents live there, and she has three kids. So I, you know, um, but she's in Colorado. And she was talking that he's. He's up for lieutenant commander, I guess, of whatever. I don't know. I don't know what he does. And I'm like, like data is the first thought in my brain. <laughs> like, no, Dan. I'm like, lieutenant commander. That's awesome. Yes. Um, if he if he gets it, Dan, he'll be only one step from getting scrambled eggs. I don't understand that reference. Um, commanders and above in the navy get scrambled eggs. Get scrambled <laughs> eggs. The 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 gold oh, kind of Florence on their yeah. caps. 
because you usually can't get to commander without having been at least a captain or an executive officer. Okay. And I know this is really, really strange, but in the Navy, the way it's set up, the executive officer is actually a commanding officer. Okay. Right? In the Navy, it's the captain is the commander of the boat, and the executive officer is the, cap- the commander of the crew. Okay. Right? That's how they're kind of subdivided. So I, I had no idea. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, that may be the same for um, like infantry units, too. I just know less about infantry units. So... Yeah, and so I just it, it's he's he's out on deployment, and I saw I saw her this weekend, and they were talking about you know kind of like is he still is he still on subs? I have no idea. I have no clue. Because if he's on subs, get making lieutenant commander would be a big deal. Um, I, have, I have no I have no idea. All that I know, would that would by default mean he has to be a department head at I, this point. I will I will say this. Um, we moved into this house the the year that we moved. I think it was two thousand seven. We moved into this house and. Like two days later, her and, and, and her husband came with their newborn mm-hmm. child who was like two months old to come visit us. That newborn child is now eight and was talking to me about DNA and dinosaurs and showing me the Transformers video game. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't feel like I've, oh my God, there's a naked, naked child. <laughs> my, my naked son just ran to the glass door and but, but pushed himself in front of it. And now he's walking outside. Hi. Hi. I don't think you should be out here naked. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna pause this and No, I keep I'm gonna keep talking. I'm gonna describe <laughs> it. And Grayson is off. He's running to the sandbox. Dan better not let him get to the sandbox since he's fresh from the bath, I think. Oh and even the, the slowness of the Daniel Zisco is able to catch him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, hey, can you say Grayson, hi? say hi to everybody. Can you say hi? Say hi. Down. Down. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's like, I'm not going to perform just because you want me to. Keep talking. I'm going to another beer real quick. Boy, this is like the worst podcast ever. So this is the part where hopefully Dan is going to edit the podcast. But since I don't think Dan has ever edited a single episode of this podcast, I think I'll just say like nasty stuff about him. So he's really old and like he's got horrible taste. I mean, like awful taste. You. Why? Because Why since, do I have horrible taste? since you should edit out this you getting a beer part of it, I know you're not going to do oh, absolutely it. Absolutely not. I'm just going to put it up. It's going to be great. So I took the opportunity to talk some shit about you. Fair enough. I'll listen to it, and then, I might even listen to it because I'm on such a tight deadline going to Ohio tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've got so much shit to do after you leave, and I've got a ton of work to do in the eight hours of work I have tomorrow. I'm just going to put this up. Uh-huh. We're going to see what I'm going to listen to it on the plane. Be like, what the fuck? Yep. Um. I don't know. What else is going on? Anything fun? Well, what I found was, uh, not that I want to take us back to politics, but but basically, I saw a bunch of contradictory stories from the same news services that tell me that our country is just about to implode. I've seen that several times. I've seen at least four stories from like Vox, Slate, um, HuffPo, and somebody else, and Mother Jones, I'm sure. I'm sure. One set of which all said... Why things are twice as bad or four times as bad for the Republicans than they know. And the other one is like, Democrats shouldn't do any victory laps. Things are awful for Democrats. Oh, I, know. I saw that, that article today that was like, <laughs> the Democratic Party is in such dire straits. You guys have so many problems. And I'm like, you know what? Both parties do have problems. It just no, depends. N- neither. Look, the only. <laughs> I feel like the Democrats are not as bad as the Republican problems. Not that. But... Like, I'm the least optimistic person about our political system the, of any of the people we know. True. Like, I'm the one who's sitting here looking at history and going, like, <laughs> you know what the problem with our country is? Is we've reached the Eastern Western Empire moment. 
of yes. the Roman Empire. And we really can't split really adapt like, like they did. We just Our system's not set up to let us do that. Uh, that's our problem. But the one thing I can say is the only serious problem we have is both sides decide, well, we're screwed. Might as well just do whatever we want. That's going to be the problem. So stop writing articles that says that like everything's awful for everybody and start simply encouraging people to think, uh, maybe we should try talking to the other side. Uh, and that's, that's why I think... I like Bernie Sanders. I like Hillary Clinton, but I really think a Joe Biden presidency, like he's the kind of guy you just need right now, who's really just gonna like listen to people and talk about being Irish. But I don't think Dan. I don't think that. I I really don't think the presidency thing is is the issue. Yeah, but it's gotta Um, come from somebody. Yeah, no, I get that, Dan. But that's not what I mean. What I mean is just, did, did you see the John Boehner interview after he golfed with Barack Obama? No, I did not. I didn't even know he golfed with Barack Obama. I've got a lot of problems with John Boehner. Okay. I don't like his politics. I'm really frustrated with him by a speaker because I thought he had more respect for Congress. And after five or six years of dealing with this stuff, would just go, okay, children, here's how it's going to be. You want to vote me out, you can vote me out. But as long as I've got this gavel... I'm going to govern. I'm going to do stuff. Even if I have to put up things and get Democratic votes to pass them. Which is what he should have like, done. I, I wanted him to have kind of that come to Jesus moment and just be like, there's a point at which you go down in history as a good party man or a good or, or a good government man. And I wanted him to have the government man feeling. Uh, exactly. But I've never had any doubts about John Boehner as a human being. He seems like a perfectly nice, like a nice guy. person. Good Catholic. Good, yeah, just so a nice guy. Yeah. After he, sometime after he golfed with Barack Obama, he did an interview with the Golf Channel, which in of itself is weird enough that any speaker of the House, outside of a speaker of the House that used to be like a, formal, form, a former golf pro, which I'm sure we'll get eventually, um, is talking to Golf Channel. Remind me later after we finish this, uh, that meeting I was telling you about that I had today, I actually uh-huh. brought up something along those lines, and I think the meeting went in my favor because of that. But uh-huh. we'll tell you, I, I just yeah. remi- remind me to tell you that later. I will. Story. For you kids at home who want to hear that part of Musings as a Geek, you got to buy your special decoder ring. And, or come to Vegas. It only costs $973. Because here's the beauty. If you all come to Vegas for MusingsCon, you know I'm going to get drunk enough that I'm going to talk about said meetings mm-hmm. so, that I can't um, talk about now. But this was this was fairly early <laughs> in the in the Barack Obama presidency. I think it was in like year three that he was doing this interview with Golf Channel. Oh, okay. So this is, uh, this um, is a go. This is yeah, a while a, ago. A while ago. Like I, right I, after I, he became speaker. Th- kind of this, thing. Was, yeah. this was like, I think, in, in advance enough of the 2012 election... That like John Boehner didn't have to feel like there was like an anti-Obama wall. Like yes. you know, we can't wait. Wait, I know someone named Barack Obama. Like they always do that. Like regardless who the candidates are, around the time the election happens. So that's I think we're, the context. We're still in the world of we're of different parties and disagree, but we can still hang out and play golf. Yeah, as and, people and in Washington. In this interview, John Boehner's saying things like that. He's saying like you know Barack Obama's a a perfectly enjoyable person to be around, and as long as they don't talk politics, everything goes well. And then the Golf Channel. Asked, well, will you play golf with him again? And John Boehner's response was, oh, no, they'd never let me do that. Oh, God. <laughs> like, see, that's that's the problem. Right? Like, that's, that's where we're really breaking down. It's not the policy thing. Because, yes, right now we're so polarized politically that, like, there's very few issues you can move. But the much more concerning thing is the fact that the people just aren't building relationships across the aisle. No, anymore. we're not. It, it, it's, and, and back in the day, it used to be, and you hear older politicians tell these stories that, and I, I, I didn't agree with them, 
but at least you know we mm-hmm. could work together on some. Th- and now that's like the 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 they're sort of like, they call themselves the Freedom Caucus. They're basically blocking any attempt to do that. Yeah. There's, you know, forty or some odd members who are like, you can't reach across the aisle. We'll destroy everything you I do. I mean, I, we've 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 seen a ton, partially thanks to Chris Matthews, but partially just because of the environment we're in of Tip O'Neill, Ronald Reagan books, as kind of this honored like adversary mythos that we're trying to develop as a counter narrative to this polarization we have this idea that you can be friends with someone and oppose them politically yeah but the the even though we've seen a lot of those they're not lying there are real instances when tip o'neill and ronald reagan got into screaming matches that other people could hear and when they were done yelling at each other about the policies as they were leaving one of the two of them would go get a drink later and then they'd go and have a drink together, because not because they particularly were best friends, but because they knew that regardless of how this particular meeting went, that relationship needed to endure, or nothing could nothing get could done. Happen. I mean, it's the same thing. You and I have gotten into stupid arguments about God knows what, and always at the end of the day, that's it's what like, this podcast is about. Always really. at the end of the day, it's like. You want to get a drink? Yeah, you know, and that's how it should be. I mean, yeah, that's, but that's that's how any relationship should be. That, however, is is kind of an imperfect analogy. Because we still agree on most things. I mean, like, the one thing you have to... uh, This polarization isn't by happenstance, by chance. It's because the people who are in Washington making policies right now on both sides tend to be towards the kind of edges of our political process. Okay. They really do believe the things they believe. I mean, I've never said that Michelle Bachman does not believe... That vaccines cause autism. She's just wrong, she's, but yeah. but she still believes it. I mean, it's not it's not like she's lying for the sake of lying. These people hold a lot of the things they believe, and it's very hard to maintain those type of relationships. But we need more of them. What we really need is we need, and I, I hate to put this on the Republican people, and by this I don't mean the the you folks at homes who who vote Republican, but the people who represent you. There are still a lot of people in the Republican Party who are the speaking class and who are the the political class and who hold office currently, who are a lot more moderate than they will allow themselves to be broadcast right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And frankly speaking, without being insulting to them, we need them to step up to the table and stop pretending. No, it's 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 do or die. Right, time. like you've got to just and take don't a stand. do what Olympia Snow do, did. Don't go like I don't feel like I can be myself and still win re-election right now. No, don't do that. Do your job until the last day. It's time to do your job, and if the voters send you home, they send you home. But at least you stood up for something worthwhile. I agree. I I I would love people to start. Oh, that's not what I wanted. I would love people to start taking a stand on on those things. Yeah, and I mean oh, I, that doesn't necessarily mean pushing a particular policy, but maybe it means going out to. Uh, a fairly um, known Washington hotspot with a Democrat and getting dinner because you feel like doing that. And you're seeing, and yeah. and maybe that's all we, maybe we just need one or a few people to do that and then yeah. everything everything changes. Oh, uh, what else we got? Um, speaking of Vegas. We'll just make the whole episode Dez's Soapbox. Dez's Soapbox. Now on to, no. No, speaking of Vegas, this actually happened last week. Um, I've got a few, to- you know what, I've got a few topics. I created this whole thing and Will's not here. And so actually this is fine. You it's say that like he says things of merit. He's very funny. Um, speaking of yes, Vegas. Yes, he's funny. But but you understand, it's only the Reddit topics where he talks like he knows a lot. True. True story. Mm-hmm. Um 
we uh, we did a sweat in the small stuff last last week last week on probability and craps. I thought that was the one you were doing in Vegas. Oh, Brian had a whole go. So go, I'm going to post that probably tomorrow. But go listen to it. Probability and craps, which is really interesting. The next one we're going to do is probability and blackjack, which apparently is a lot harder. And then poker. <laughs> you you two are doing four hours of podcasting on gambling on statistics on statistics and gambling um but that that being said you know so we're going i'm very excited did, did, did you did you tell me this with the intention of my not calling you stupid no i mean it's it's, it's interesting it's it, i mean it's an interesting if you if you like statistical analysis you should listen dan to it. 538 is statistic is interesting because they take statistics and then they tell me what they mean they don't just give me the statistics. Yeah, we, Brian goes through. We talk about craps and 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 why some no, no, are better I, than others based on you know the rolls I, of I the do, dice. I do get that, but I, I I think that's just way too long to spend on the the nuts and bolts of statistics. I think, well, I mean, the, apparently the black. That's like one, you and I doing five hours on polling. I'm I'm very I'm very excited about the blackjack one because that's what we play. Um, but what I will say is because you know Vegas is something that I like to do. We're doing fantasy football. It all of this is numbers and nerdy. Um, last week, the. Nevada Gaming Commission banned any of those DraftKings or FanDuel sites from operating in the state of Nevada. A um, couple reasons why, I, you know, they're, they're they're saying it's there's a lot of it cuts into sports betting. Exactly, they're saying there's a lot of unknown and it's unregulated. But at the end of the day, it cuts into sports betting. Funny story is, is I think DraftKings actually has their mega championship, or at least they're scheduled to have their mega championship in Nevada, and now they can no longer hold that, or at least if they do hold that, they can't do any like like DraftKings as an organization can throw an event in Nevada but they can't actually do any of the gambling yeah well no Dan it's easy enough to get around I mean like just because the people involved in the championship are present in Las Vegas and they are currently engaged in a betting procedure with DraftKings in other states their physical location in Nevada doesn't have anything to do with well, it. Well, that was my point. I'm like, okay, so you've been banned- If Nevada would like to get no tax revenue from these companies, that's fine. Go right ahead. It's like I'm like, you've banned this in your state, but my legal my my my, my location doesn't necessarily because I'm logging into a server that is a physical location in a different state. There were the laws there might be different, and we've already determined that your physical location doesn't necessarily like it's the laws of yes, the Dan, municipality that here's, the servers. Here's in. the problem with internet gambling in general. If you are located in a state and you are making a bet with a company that is located in a different state, that bet does not actually occurring in the state in which you are in residence. Exactly. And so all they're basically saying is we're not going to get any revenue off yeah. of this because it's cutting into sportsbook revenue. I think that, uh, personally, Dan, I just think Nevada wants to change the story. In what way? It's a bad week for them. Why? Go Nevada. We put Lamar Odom in a coma. Not to be fair, <coughs> Nevada didn't do that. <laughs> Nevada didn't do that. Dan, if you go to a public brothel he, he and you spend like $75,000 <laughs> and you are using, and I quote, unknown sex stimulants, I think it's safe to say that the state of Nevada bar bears a little bit of responsibility. On the other hand, he spent four it, days or five it days in a like brothel. He had a stroke, so that might have been. Um, not connected to all of this, but I'm serious, Dan. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, like, th- it doesn't look good for Nevada. It looks like Nevada went the o- the entire other way on prostitution. 
which is not the narrative that Nevada wants to, to have. They don't want it to be like Nevada. There are no laws about prostitution <laughs> at all. They want it, they want people to believe that it's safe and it's clean and it's well regulated. This story does not suggest that it's safe and it's clean and it's well regulated. What's, what's great about this story though is is the the brothels in Nevada don't have hotels attached to them for mm-hmm legal reasons but what this is saying is you've got somebody who's got as much money as this gentleman has you could just stay at the owner's house yeah that's attached to the brothel and Mm -hmm. women can come and go whenever you want and it's money money opens all the doors well it's a brothel dan it is a brothel let me let's be fair i'm i'm one of those people who um i hardly would say i'm for um complete legalized prostitution but i am massively for the decriminalization of prostitution About the only people I want prosecuted at all in, in prostitution is the people who that do like sex trafficking stuff. Exactly, I and totally pimps agree with that. and stuff like that. I totally agree with that. I'm not sure how I feel about the idea of making prostitution completely legal to get rid of all pimping and all, therefore, all abuse in the system. But it's one of those things where, like, I think the biggest problem with our country in general at the moment is that the, you take a bunch of things which, to me, are not particularly illegal, but they're immoral. And we've turned them into crimes you go to prison, prison for for a long time, because, like drugs and things like yeah. that. I'm not. I'm not like it, Will, if Will was here, Will would be talking about how horrible it is that the people doing the drugs are not going to jail for 15 years. You're going a little Clint Eastwood. He's starting to talk to the empty chair. Yeah, I am. I'm, <laughs> Will, what do you I'm, think about that? I'm more more. I'm dictating to the empty chair. Oh, okay, fair enough. But regardless, like Will would make that case. But I think we can both agree that whoever you are. If you've got two ounces of cocaine, you probably don't deserve 15 years in prison. I don't care if someone has two ounces um, of cocaine. I re- like- So we, we do have a lot of laws like that, which I think are on the overzealous side when it comes to morality. And, and we ought to try to strike a better balance. And prostitution is one of those things. But it's not good for Nevada. This Lamar Odom story, especially since all. The, he, him being in the coma has overlooked the whole him losing part of his foot thing. Uh, what? He lost part of his foot? That was the first story, I think. I oh. mean, I might be wrong, because I don't really pay attention to Kardashian news. I just hear it in passing. But I would have sworn they said something where like they had to amputate part of his foot because of the that's procedure. Like diabe- but he- that's like diabetes stuff, though. Like diabetes. No, like any type of like if if you didn't have a if you had a circulatory problem like a stroke, Dan. Yeah. And you weren't you didn't receive treatment for say like a day because you were passed out in the owner's house at the brothel and no one was checking on you, it's possible you could have tissue go like necrotic. Well, that's that that's to fine. You know, that's removed. actually, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I may be completely wrong about that. Like I said, I am not an authority on the Kardashians. In fact, I hate pretty much everything on E except the soup. And my favorite part of the soup is when the soup makes fun of E. The, the E used to be so much better. I don't know if E used terrible. to be so much better. Like, you do get older and, and, and crotchetier. As you get old, it's I, it's I, true. There's a lot of things that I used to like, I like when I was young. Regular listeners of this podcast has watched us get older and more crotchety. I'm sure. Listened, at least. I do feel there's like Dan. The, the the perfect example of this is my my radio is completely on the sh- the shorted out end of the spectrum now. In your car? Yeah. Okay. So like the display regularly fails, and with the display failing, I can't like change the channel, turn on the volume, anything like that. So I've been listening to a lot of CDs because it's real simple, right? If I want to turn the radio off, I I, I eject the CD, it turns off if I want it on. But it also means I'm having to listen to a lot of old CDs because I no longer have a platform to burn CDs. Well, because CDs are one of those things that you just don't have anymore. I yeah. Mean, well, no, that's not true. I mean, if I had a desktop, I'd still have a CD burner in it, but uh, I don't. But I don't, don't have a CD. I don't have a desktop you've got, I mean, anymore. You've got, you've got your, you've got your phone, and you've got the iPad. Yeah, and pretty much the the world decided, and I think for the for good reasons that you know what's making this 
laptop so big and fuddly? It's this giant CD-ROM drive. Yeah, which so we we got rid of them. So you don't think about how am I going to burn a CD without a desktop until you need to. So I'm listening to a lot of old CDs, and I've figured out a few things, and here they are. One is the crotchety thing. I'll get to it in a second. The other thing I just think is hilarious. Which is? About eight to ten years ago, maybe 12 years ago when I was younger, I was way too into Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, like, there's four or five burn CDs, and on every one, there's at least three dashboard. Oh my god! I don't even know if I. Oh boy! Oh, Dez. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out. That's a look into Dez right there. Who was I dating that I was simultaneously, (laughs) simultaneously emo and hopeful at the same time? Because it certainly wasn't Marla. But it was oh hilarious. God, that that yeah, that's that's the 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 friendlier one. The the one that really shows how crotchety I'm getting is. On one CD, I've got a lot of good Benfold 5 That's, songs, yeah. like their cover of Tiny Dancer. Um, Benfold is amazing. I, yes, I love that. But guy. on that CD is the breakup song. And that was one of my favorite songs for the longest time when I was young. And oh my God, is that song massively offensive and misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think of it now, and it's not like the, it's not the influence but you've of college. Grown, you've right? grown as a person. No, it's not that, Dan. It's just that over time, I no, there's never right? ever like any I don't really. I mean, like the, I don't want to fault some poor guy in the middle of a fight who accidentally calls his wife a bitch, but I mean, like to routinely do it the way that song does to imply that like there's behavior on 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 women's part that that's just bitch behavior. Like so, it is true. You change and you do tend to become slightly more crotchety to the point where I'm mad. At Ben Folds at this point. Kids kind of anger. I have no idea how long we've actually been recording. Oh, there he goes. Okay. Because it, it stopped doing my waveform. Um, well, it doesn't matter how long we've recorded, Dan. We haven't started the episode yet. Oh, jeez. Because we haven't addressed a single topic yet. I don't... I don't well, I, I, okay, what, what do I got? I got? I got every Marvel movie is now an Avengers movie because I guess they're adding the Hulk into Thor Ragnarok. Which, no, that's not surprising. Which means literally now it doesn't matter. Every movie is oh, an Avengers movie. I wouldn't movie. say that. I wouldn't say that at all. Um, they need... They need a. It's like it's like the Black Widow thing. Okay. Like I do believe at some point they will do a Black Widow movie with Scarlett Johansson. But like we've had this conversation before. I think when they introduced her originally, she was uh, too detached a character. Didn't really have the emotional range that would have made a nice, compelling story. And it took quite a few movies for them to get there. For Hulk, they're obviously trying to get to World War Hulk. Yeah, you can tell. Right? But, like, you can't just go to World War Hulk. You can't just suddenly have the whole world go, um, we're banishing you to space. Right? A, a series of not good things have, have to, to happen. Have to happen, yeah. Um, Which is how he meets up with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then yeah. things happen. So yes. th- so they need they need to, to... Like, I'm not surprised they're putting that in there at all. And also, let's face it, after the, the Thor movie, The Dark World, which I thought, while a complete waste of space as, as a character film but was still really fun to watch there's a lot of negative sentiment about that film now retroactively dark world's not a bad movie i mean i I haven't watched it in a while but as the preceding movies have come out dan and they've still been really good the the sentiment has started to turn against dark world i'm uh, like i don't remember it in the moment like when the film was out like maybe people were like hey yeah that was okay I, I, i feel like people were kind of just like eh it wasn't bad wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Yeah, but yeah. now, but now it's it's like the it's like the the Tim Burton Batman's right. Like when they first came out, it was like yeah. But now you look at it and you're and, like, Rrr. and as time went on and people did slightly better and slightly better and slightly better Batman's, you you start to go from 
yeah, that was fun and kind of sort of Batman to the, what was Tim Burton thinking? It's almost like we judge Tim Burton based on the fact that Chris Nolan finally did a Batman movie that was good. Yeah. Right? You know. But Batman is a very Burton movie. No, Batman is a fine movie, Dan. It's just not really a good Batman. It's not movie. a good Batman movie. No. It's like it's like Man of Steel. I mean, like I don't think Man of Steel is an awful movie. I just don't think it's a very good Superman movie. Uh, which we have discussed ad nauseum on this but I did finally put up the Man of Steel podcast. Yeah. Cuz we had we had skipped that week and I'm like, you know what? Des has kept saying put up the Man of Steel podcast just for new listeners. Mm-hmm. Again, if you haven't listened to it, it's go on the website. It's not that far down because I think I put it up like it was between episode 99 and 100 maybe. Mm-hmm. Go listen to it. It's it's worth listening it's to. It's phenomenal. William is phenomenal on that podcast. If you just want the humor, I'd say skip the first episode. Just go right to the second pick, episode. Pick up pick it up already in progress. <laughs> it's just just go right to the because no, no, no. That was the top five movies we found out Affleck was playing Batman. Anyway, yeah. just go to the second. The second one is great because I mean Will starts it going, okay, 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 okay. Anyway. Yep. Um, what but else? Yeah, we- so I'm much more concerned about the other thing with Marvel. Which is? Um, when they when they decided to do Ant-Man and the Wasp. I haven't seen Ant-Man, so I can't wait till I actually get to see that movie. I'm fine with that, point. but they kind of dumped Captain Marvel and Black Panther kind of into like limbo months. Yeah. And for part of it and 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 watching the, the well, they, kind of they moved Black spatial Panther, geometry they moved it Black Panther back to February of no, whatever forward year. to February forward to February and then Captain Marvel moved back okay that's what to I'm like thinking March, anyway I think. yeah um to make room for for Ant-Man and Wasp and but the 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 kind of the mental geometry that people have had to, to put themselves through like the the shaping to to make a narrative that makes sense there's all kind of people out there who are like well you know February is African American Black History Month. Month. That's why they moved Black Panther there, and um, uh, the Captain Marvels in whatever the woman version of that is. And I'm just like, the woman version of that. The the woman version of that. I'm not sure. I mean, we probably should have a female Heritage Month, but I'm not really sure we have one yet. Um, If we do, I don't know what month it is. But I don't know if they moved. They moved Black Panther to February simply because it's Black History Month. I'm wondering if they were just shuffling their schedule. No, I think and Marvel. It all I out. think Marvel is just naturally of the opinion that traditional release schedules don't apply to them. No, not anymore. No, yeah. we've gotten to a point where yeah, they don't have. Black to, they can do whatever Panther they want. And Captain America, Captain Marvel. Neither of those movies are a billion dollar movie. No, they're going to do Ant Man numbers. And you can put that movie anywhere. And they're cheaper. And because of it, they're, they're less expensive films, right? Yeah. And they, they think that, that they'll make $400 million on Black Panther in February. And, I, and they when, think they'll make $400 million on Captain Marvel whenever they it, release it. Whenever then. they release it. And I think they think that the summer, it's not like they're getting, at this point, they're not getting random people, I think is their, their calculation. Right? That they have this fan base that gets slightly larger over time. Because you or I or someone else wants to go see the new movie and we drag someone who's never seen a Marvel movie uh-huh. before. But it's not like they're putting it in July and it's like, hey, people who like movies in July, come see our great... No, they, they, they're, not, they're not making that calculation for a lot of their films. They have those films. They're called Guardian of the Galaxy, Avengers, the big exactly. summer blockbuster They're, they're ten-pole films. movies, as you will. They're getting to the point where they just want to release like a Marvel movie a month. And when they do it, yes, then we will be oversaturated. <sighs> I'm just I I haven't seen Ant Man yet. I, I'm actually interested to see it. Um, Michael Pena is really good in it. Uh, it's you know there's a there, there's the post credit scene which leads into Civil War apparently. <laughs> yeah. Which I I guess 
Um, <clears throat> I'm really liking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season. Um, although there is talk, and this is actually a topic that's not on here, there is talk that they're canceling the Inhumans movie because they're introducing the Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which are the new X-Men, because we don't do X-Men anymore. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know if that is... Uh, that's part of the logic, Dan, but I don't know if that's the, the sum of the logic. Okay. Uh, I think that <coughs> they're they're just accelerating their plans because I don't think the Inhumans in themselves are the story or arc they thought they were going to be. I don't think I think things have changed. Yeah, yeah I mean I think they, they they had this real thought in the end that like after um, Infinity War, then we need a new massive story arc, and the, the yeah no, but, uh, Inhumans are not that. What they need to do is they need to um, go to 20th Century Fox and tell them you know what you guys suck I actually have a topic about and they Century should Fox. they should offer them eh, a bit of money to get back Fantastic Four well there there was that rumor this week that the Fantastic Four might be going back to Marvel mm-hmm. not a true rumor but the fact that that rumor exists means that somebody is talking to somebody about that yeah yeah and here, here's my advice 20th Century Fox 20th Century that, Fox that's just I'm just throwing that out there you, you do it and don't even take money for it. Just give it back. Just tell them. We'll give it back to you. For 10% of any film featuring a character covered by that license. Done. Marvel will do it. And 20th Century Fox will make far more money than ever make movie, yeah. making movies by themselves. Because Marvel doesn't want the Fantastic Four. Marvel wants Doom. Yeah. That's your next big story arc. The kind of grandiose human villain who's just smarter than everybody else. That's what they want. Yeah, if, and if you if you bring Doom into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you don't you, you can tell some more personal stories, I think, and and really kind of make that your big bad over your next three phases yep. or whatever. And I, I think I, you're not right. I think I, I think 20th Century Fox needs to say, you know, we've got X-Men, focus on X-Men. Marvel can bring in the Inhumans as their X-Men, quote unquote. Give fucking Fantastic Four back to Marvel, call it a day, move on with life. Yeah. So I uh, or you know what, Twenty uh, Century Fox could also do to get that deal done and and kind of secure their financial future is if they went, we'll give you back Fantastic Four and all the licenses associated with it, but you have to give us an addendum that you won't challenge our license on X Men for twenty five years. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's what, and I really feel like Marvel and 20th Century Fox could join up and at least, while, you know, I 20th think, Century Fox has the X-Men, I mean, they can at least do something collaborative I would, Dan, to make I would that work. I would hate to be the head of 20th Century Fox right now. Why is that? Because you must go to work every day and look at your stock prices and be like, you know, there's a point at which I've lost enough money that the stock fa- falls Far enough that Disney's just going to buy me and fire me. Yeah, I mean that it's just it's 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 easier to buy buy you off of whatever company you're part of than bother fighting with you anymore. Let's see, speaking of 20th Century Fox, what's what, the what one? Year? Oh my Fox god, topic. that what that was it was that the Fantastic Four may have been in play mm-hmm. and then not so much. But now that I'm, I'm kind of looking at the one year, 20th Century Fox stock. On December 29th, it was at 37.50 a share. It is down to 25.41. Well, it was 25.41 on September 28th, and it's climbed back a little bit. To, it's almost at back at 30. But I mean, you've mm-hmm. lost. 
You've lost almost ten dollars. It's seven dollars a share, basically, they've over lost, the last year. They've lost like a third of their value. Yeah, that's that's a lot. No, not necessarily. But there, but that equation is there, right? That there's a point at which a hostile takeover just makes more sense than continuing to argue with. I mean, I mean, I, I, on September twenty eighth, they were hit their low. They were at twenty five forty one. That's twelve dollars yeah. a share down from where they were nine months prior. Um, and looking at looking at the year, it's thirty one to it's like seven bucks down. Which mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're going the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, and and some of that may have been Fantastic Four. Some of that may have been some of the other things that Twenty Six Fox is the, doing. The problem is, I don't think it's just Fantastic Four. It's that when Fantastic Four doesn't do well, it gives the impression that Twentieth Century Fox. Superhero movies don't do well. aren't going to do well. Yes. So not only does like do you take the massive hit from Fantastic Four, but it also makes like your next tentpole movie look like, oh, that's going to be crap, right? I mean, it's it's kind of it's the same thing. Like Marvel will have the same problem when they get to the point where they have a real stinker, and I, and everybody does eventually. Oh, it's going to happen. Yes, but it it will kind of a whole class of people will be like, see, Marvel movies suck now. Right? But, yeah, and it's not indicative that Marvel movies suck. It's indicative that that one director and that one product was not very good. Yeah, although I do, I, I do have to say, I think for the record that 20th Century Fox is more susceptible to that yeah, kind of. I think so. Internet kind of uh, emotional overload because their products in in the Marvel universe are strangely and oddly less secure than the actual Marvel Entertainment ones. What do you mean? What I mean by that is that they, they still. They care too much that they're making movies for the comic fans and not for the audience in general. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And you need to make movies and what they should just realize for is the that audience. The comic fans are not going to be happy. No, if you make a good movie, people will come. The comic you're right, you're never going to get your comic book fans. You're yeah, never. Well, you're going to get them. They're going to they're pay for your movie. And if they really like their movie, your, your movie, they're going to see it like 50 times and make you lots of money. But you're never going to be able to completely please them. Exactly. But if you make a good movie, people will come. Yeah. That's why That's why Avengers made a billion dollars. It's a good movie. I mean, it is. Avengers is a good movie. And they had enough people who saw all of their phase yeah. one stuff that were good movies. And Yeah, but you haven't you haven't disproved the, the inverse argument. Which is? Which is that Robert Downey Jr. in a fake plastic suit makes a billion dollars whether the movie's good or the movie's only so-so. I'm, and eventually Robert Downey Jr. will not be in that suit. Someone else will be in that I don't, suit. I don't think that day will ever actually happen. He's going to be 80 years old still be an Iron Man. He says it's going to happen, Dan, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You understand, I've said this many times, probably on this podcast. At some point, Robert Downey Jr. is going to, is going to settle on a cause. And then he's going to be at the point in his career where he's like, well, you know, I really don't like doing these Iron Man movies anymore. But you know, if I do another Iron Man movie, I'll make a hundred million dollars. I could do. I could. I could fund fund the foundation for the next fifty years yeah. on that. On one Iron <laughs> yes. Man movie, and he's gonna be like, "Screw it! I'll, I'll sign d- up some more. I'll just be Iron Man. We're gonna do Superior Iron Man. That's the best thing ever." Yeah. Um, what else we got? Um, and so- also, and also, look, what what's what's the alternative? Marvel is being run by little, like stoned orangutans. I think Kevin Feige would. Take Not Marvel Entertainment, actual Marvel. Ike Pelmutter, the CEO of Marvel. No, the CEO wouldn't have any say whatsoever over publishing. Okay, so why? So, so this who's, is, who's the current president or chief? Operating I don't know. Officer? So this is this is in general the Marvel publishing well, is run by a, monkeys. Let's spend a couple minutes on the all new Marvel number one. 
Did you? Have you been reading your number ones? I've. I think I might pick some up. Yes. For my after after um, pretty much about four months of reading nothing but just Secret, Secret War. War. <laughs> so much Secret War. DC Wars. and Marvel managed to simultaneously do the same event. Do the same event, which was so boring that I just didn't want to read any of their offshoot books. So I basically stopped reading I, DC. I don't know. I, from what I understand, Secret Wars was more like um, oh, no, Flashpoint Wars. going into New 52, and Convergence was more like we're just bringing the 52 universe into the rest of the multiverse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Secret Wars is also a much better story, and it's not even done, than Convergence was. But they both had the same effect. They did the, the this, we're, now we're going to have special issues. And in this uh, respect, DC did better than Marvel because DC only really asked you to read two issues of this crappy offshoot story, whereas Marvel's asked you for some of them to do like six issues. I'm just Too much. Too I'm much. Not, I didn't like any of them enough. Sorry, I'm not doing it. So basically, I've been on hiatus from comics. But I started reading again, and some of the brilliant ideas that the Marvel House of Ideas has come up with, we have to change that name. <laughs> no. Is an amazing Spider-Man where Peter Parker is Tony Stark. He drives around in Panthro's tank. So who's Tony Stark? <laughs> He's still Tony Stark. Tony Stark is Tony Stark. But this, this amazing Spider-Man Dan was maybe the worst issue of a comic ever written. Wow. Because that's saying a lot. They made him Tony Stark. He's literally Tony Stark. Okay. And then they spent the entire issue being meta, <laughs> making fun of themselves for the fact that they have basically just stolen Tony Stark. I feel like that's a ridiculous comic. <laughs> it's horrible. They're all really oh, horrible. That's not good. Some of them, like I mean, I call them horrible, but I probably shouldn't call them horrible. They just happen to be horrible. Like I haven't liked any of the Avengers books released so far. There, there is some person out there who liked Doctor Strange. I haven't, as of yet, read Doctor Strange. I was not impressed with the new Iron Man. I was certainly not impressed with Amazing Spider-Man. So far, these books are just failing. Oh, that's unfortunate. I feel like Marvel did did this in order to get new readers like where it's going to be really easy we just start from scratch and you're just going to love it and it's going to be great Dan they didn't start from scratch oh see like I can't honestly I can't see any difference between I mean there's a lot of differences but like where the story's at in this new amazing Spider-Man number one seems like it's just coming off of the end of the Dan Slott amazing Spider-Man which was him kind of cleaning up after Doc mm. Ock all the characters are still there so it's not um, anything new, like you, no. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot new. Like okay, Peter has the Prowler, I guess. Is that really all new, all different? Swinging all around different. in a Spider-Man costume because Spider-Man is now Peter Parker's bodyguard. That's so Iron Man. Yeah. Oh whole, shit, that's Iron Man. The whole, the whole thing is Iron Man. The only thing he doesn't have is, as far as I can tell, this Peter is not a womanizer. Or drunk. Yet. But um, it's very Iron Man. They spend most of their time making, like almost like they think if we can get 12 jokes in about how we're stealing Iron Man, people will think it's cool we're stealing Iron Man. No, nobody will think it's cool no. you're stealing Iron Man. Here's the deal. The only thing that works is if there's a payoff in like six issues about what they're doing. That that it, and, and you don't have to make jokes about it. But I won't get that far. Because it also comes down to the fact that he's driving around in Panthro's tank. And what I mean by that is not that he's literally driving around in the Thundermobile. I'm just or whatever, I'm wondering. I'm like, this is whatever this they call Panthro's tank on Thundercats. But like when they drew it, this thing looks like Panthro's <laughs> tank. <laughs> That's the only way you can describe it. It's red. 
it doesn't have like the front claws because it's not a cat. <laughs> it's a spider thing. But it's like even even the the art of this book is nothing but just a pastiche of stolen crap. That might be the episode title. Yeah, because we have a pastiche of the Wizard of Oz. This yeah. it may be a pastiche of stolen crap. And I can't even remember why I didn't like. Iron Man. I think I didn't like Iron Man for a much simpler reason. The Kieran Gillen um, Invincible Iron Man, not Invincible, whatever it was called, Superior, Superior Iron, Iron Man. But yeah. even even the even the Iron Man before that, the one that relaunched when Marvel Now happened like yes. six years ago. I remember that. Yes, that six year run by Kieran Gillen really was for me. I don't know about everybody else, but for me, it was kind of like the J. Michael Straczynski Spider Man run. But that's like he came along good. and he just. No, I'm some, that's what I'm saying. Okay, all right, good. All right, all right. And he just went, well, all this time you've been thinking, hey, well, what if it's actually B? You know, like those small little changes. Like, I mean, and they're not even the things you think about. In 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 that run, we find out that um, he has a brother. Peter Parker? No. No, um, Tony, uh, Tony Stark. Stark. Iron Man, Tony Stark. But that's really not the issue. The big issue in, uh, in that storyline is that he, Karen Gillen spends like 50 issues or 40 issues leading you to believe that there's this kind of like planned prophecy to have Tony run one of the Eternals, not the Eternals, the, um, oh crap, I can't remember their names. You know the Nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy? The, yeah. The Celestials. Okay, yes. Like there's this Celestial, right, that doesn't have a brain. And the idea is this this robot guy makes, I'm going to make a baby and that baby's going to grow up and then that baby, I'm going to stick it in his head and make him be the brain of this Celestial and then I'll have a Celestial at my command. And they spend like 40 or 50 issues convincing you Tony's that guy until all of a sudden you realize, no, Tony, Tony's not the kid they're talking about. Mm. There's actually another Stark brother who's a pair of, like a quadriplegic and you've never met them, met him before. That was that kind of run. It's always hard to come out of that run, but this new Invincible Iron Man is very... It's to me. It's just pedestrians, boring, I want, and that's and that's unfortunate because Marvel spent so much time doing, you know, building up to Secret Wars, mm-hmm. and then we were going to get all new, all different Marvel, and it was like, great, okay, the, you know, eventually everything resets in comic books anyway. Yeah. But let's see what they can do, and it's sad that it's been. And then they're do, they're doing the weird New Fifty Two thing. I don't even know what's going on. Remember in DC when right we now. started reading New Fifty Two? I I do. It was really confusing. So confusing for like five issues. Yes. Because it took like five issues for everyone to figure out going, oh, I get it. We're in a new universe, but we're in year five of that universe. Yes. So like all this stuff has already happened. Which doesn't, when, when you know, and somebody pointed this out, when you think of like Batman, for example. So we're in year five of the universe and Batman already has his fourth Robin. Yeah. Like how does that even happen? Yeah. Like all the stuff has already happened, but well, yeah. Well, it's because in the Scott Schneider Batman, it's more realistic and it's like, this is some dangerous stuff. Uh, but no, but the same problem with all these new, all new Marvel stuff is that this is all stuff taking place after Secret Wars. Okay. Before Secret Wars has ended. But not only is it taking place after Secret Wars, it's like eight months after Secret Wars. Oh, wow. So it's things like there was some, like the new Avengers thing. One of the new event, like the biggest problem with the Marvel Universe really is the Avengers thing. The Avengers thing. We're in week two of all new Marvel. Okay. And I've already read... Four Avenger number ones. Uh, that's just too why many Avengers would you do books. that? That's like that's having four Justice League books. You don't need four Justice League yeah. books. And also, seriously, Marvel, um, use some common sense. If you've got that many Avengers books, why don't you spread them out with the X Men books? At least then I can have you disappoint me in two different storylines at once. There you go. But in this most Are they recent still one, making X Men books. Yeah, there's okay. going to be all new X Men. 
Okay. Just like all new everything else. Because there's no more Fantastic Four, right? They they've stopped the Fantastic Four for the Fantastic time Four. Being. Dan is it's becoming apparent that everyone's idea that the Fantastic Four was stopping because Marvel had some problem with 20th Century Fox that is being proven incorrect. What is being proven correct by Secret Wars is that the stuff that the Fantastic Four goes through in Secret Wars is not the kind of stuff you recover from. Ah, uh, so you can't physically have right? the family anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, the notably, the thing is a Guardian of the Galaxy. Ah. Uh, he friggin' left Earth. He's not even on Earth anymore. Because, like, what we just found out in the most recent issue of Secret Wars, spoilers for those of you who read comics, is that this giant wall that kind of holds out all the zombies and dead things and Ultron stuff and the bad things is actually a wall built of Ben Grimm. Oh! Right, just like we learned in like issue three where the sun in this artificial construct universe is actually Johnny. Oh! Johnny's just like up there burning all day long to be the sun. Um, and it's not like when he goes out and it's nighttime. I mean, he's 24 he's just, hours he's he goes and the, planet, and the planet rotates. And Ben Grimm is this, this wall. The wall. And so there's this moment where, um, where Thanos comes up and is literally talking to Ben as he is embedded in the wall. And Ben gets out of the wall, and I can only presume that now that Ben's not part of the wall, whatever magic is keeping the bad things out won't it's keep them stop out. Because yeah. it's just a wall. It's no longer built a thing. So okay. there's, there's reasons yeah, they, why they, the they Fantastic think, Four didn't come that back. That doesn't work anymore. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know how you easily get Reed and Sue back together, even if they get their memories back, because Sue just got done spending like 12 years in bed with Dr. Doom. Oh, that's a There's thing. Not, I mean, like that's gonna take some time to get yeah, back from. That's a thing. That's if, and we haven't seen Reed yet. Reed may not survive Secret Wars. You know, they've killed him before. So we'll we'll have to see. But this one issue of Avengers was so frustrating because apparently, sometime during the eight months, the Inhumans just basically made the atmosphere of Earth the Terrigen Mist. So everybody's an Inhuman yes. now. And apparently, they made up this new thing where Terrigen Mist is actually toxic to mutants. Yeah, that was never a thing. So all the mutants have had to leave Earth. <laughs> this is insane. Right? This is so insane. I'm reading, I'm reading this and I'm just kind of like, what the, what, what are you <laughs> thinking? <laughs> what, 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 what? It's, it's so far, it's really not good. I don't know what's going I don't know with DC, because DC is my thing. I don't know what's going on in the post-convergence universe. And I, I'm wondering, maybe there's a, the trip is a good time to figure that out. Well, I mean, now like, that I'm going to Ohio, I don't have some time, but I, I have no like idea. It's not like there was... Uh, oh, the other thing you, you need to know is there's an Avengers team where Steve Rogers is Captain Super Soldier, but he's 60 and buff, and it's weird. And <laughs> for some, plays Captain and, America. And for some reason... He kicked Spider-Man off the team because Spider-Man didn't like Deadpool. The what is going on with Marvel? Right the now? only thing I will say about this <laughs> is that the the payoff, the joke of that was worth it, which is that basically this Avengers team is completely independent because it's not funded by a government or like Shield or anything like that. Okay. And as they're walking through and Steve is talking about what a great guy Deadpool is, they walk by a gift shop, which is just nothing but Deadpool merchandising. <laughs> That's wonderful. So that was a good payoff moment, but not enough to not enough to enjoy <laughs> not the enough book. to make the whole book good. I mean, not not enough to explain why Rogue, because she's a mutant, is exposed to Terrigen Mist, has this weird kind of like vulture claw hand thing going on with like cancer on it. It's just it's it's not good. And here's the thing, Marvel. I like Falcon as a character. He's awful 
as Captain America. Oh. For the love of God, make anybody else Captain America. Poor Sam. No, he just deserves he deserves his own book. I mean, it's like literally the worst case of of kind of like assimilation stuff that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Right? There are like in the Marvel universe, there are like true real two really good African American male characters. There's Luke Cage. Yep. And there's there's Falcon. And you've taken one of them and you've basically made him have to pretend to be a white guy. That's not the message you should be no, sending. No, not you at all. You should be sending the Luke Cage signal, which is that Luke Cage doesn't even have a name anymore. He's like, I want an issue where Luke Cage goes, what do you mean I need to have a code name? I'm Luke Cage. That is just That's my name. code name support white cultural dominance. <laughs> I want that in an issue, right? I mean, like, <laughs> I am excited about Jessica Jones and uh, the, the trailers look good. Um, the, the photos look good. There's I'm not so excited about. I'm not so excited about Alias, otherwise known as Jessica Jones. They're not um, calling it Alias, my friend. But it's still Dan. The, the, it's the, Alias. The I, know, I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm not too thrilled about it, but that's because it seems to suffer from that new thing in comic books where they just go like. Who else did uh, DC work with last week that we could hire? I'm much more enthusiastic about Luke Cage because every time they make an announcement of someone being cast in that show, it's great. It's like the first time I've ever, ever seen, seen that person. It's great. Going, yeah. Yeah. Luke Cage is going to be good. Uh, there's a rumor that Ryan Fel- Felipe is Felipe is going to play Iron Fist. Um, so that's a thing. That sounds like crap. Yeah. Um, and it was really funny. I was I was I was rereading, and because I, I I remembered Jessica Jones's background slightly, and I'm like, I can't remember what happened. And it's oh, she got her powers because of a car accident. And I'm like, they're going to shoehorn this in with Matt Murdock's car accident in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that both of them gave both that accident gave both of them their powers. I, I really feel like that's going to happen. Okay. I really feel like because it's just it's just something I feel like they would do. Maybe, but I don't really think that's necessary. I don't think you need to shoehorn. Yeah, but that, they will. That, I agree, the but one, they will. The one thing I can say about the Secret Defenders idea is that while it makes it usually a really <laughs> bad comic book, it makes for a great television universe because all of these people are kind of ground floor heroes. Yeah. So they're like you buy that they all exist in the same world. Absolutely. Like I, I and I think it's gonna be I think I love Daredevil. Um I would love to see a crossover with the Agents of Shield, but that will never happen. No, it might. You think? Uh, y- yes, but it'll be the other way. You think Agents of Shield characters will show up in? Like, I uh, want to see Phil Coulson honestly, in a Netflix show. Y- you want my you want my honest prediction? Sure. From the way things are going this season on Agents of Shield, I think that at the end of this season, Clark Gregg jumps from Agents of Shield to the Netflix universe. You think? I don't know where f- where Coulson fits after this season. Yeah. They're making Sky. Yes, Sky. I'm not going to call you Daisy. Sky. Into the leader. That's the whole point of this season. She's Daisy. Right? So I, I imagine that Ming-Na and, and Clark Gregg will jump to... Like Defenders. Yeah, not necessarily Defenders, but they'll jump to that universe. Yeah, something will happen that will require those two agents to have to go yeah. into the... And you know what? I think it would be great. I, I love the two of them together... I love Fitz and Simmons are awesome, but eh, I mean, sky is sky. Like, and I don't mind the cast of characters on the shields and I like what they're doing this year, but I watched the show for Ming-Na Wen and Clark Craig. Yeah. At the end of the day, I really, really, and, and for the most important person now, James Hong, buddy. It's the most important Asian man of my life. Who's James Hong playing? 
James Hong is 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 Melinda May's dad. And you may remember him. Oh my God! Yes, never mind. Yes, he was Lopan. I didn't know his From name. Trouble in I didn't know his name, and I'm like, who is this James Hong? Why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. He was amazing. He was in He's always he's always he amazing. Was, he was hilarious. And he is he's him and the the guy who played Egg Fu are like the two Asian actors of my youth, which is a really awful thing about our society. Because at least in my youth, neither one of them was playing what I would call an accurate portrayal of an Asian character. No, they were kind of playing like this mythic character of the Orient, right? Like kind of like this idea <laughs> of when when people think of the Orient of like mainland China in like the the twenties and the thirties, like you might see in like say a Indiana Jones movie. Yes, that's what they were always playing. So that's not a great thing. Although obviously James Hong had a very very long career before playing that. James Hong is is exactly like Ming Na. I made that decision. Okay. At about 40, he, he looked 60, and he just stopped aging there. Forever. Forever. And Ming-Na wins the same way. And she no, still no, looks no, like she's 20. She, no, she doesn't. She looks like she is the world's hottest 30-year-old. That's where she's been pretty much since ER. Yeah. She's in her at least late 40s at this point, I would think. I, I don't know about late 40s. Mid, mid, mid 40s, 40s mid 40s, definitely. Um, and I, like I said, I really like what's going on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season, but I think you're right. I think... Where does where, where do we go with Coulson as director? Because we're setting up Daisy to create a new shield. I don't I don't know if that that's the problem as much as it is the show seems to be going towards the idea that if you really accept that Agents of Shield and Inhumans are basically just X Men, the show's really not about Shield agents anymore. It's about the X Men. Yeah. So I just don't I don't know where that he's not Professor X. With his missing hand. He's just, he's not. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, I, I imagine he'll probably make the jump. Because the one thing I guarantee you is I don't think either one of them will be unemployed. No. God, no. No. No, 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 no. no. Not at all. I'm, I'm hoping, to be honest, I'm hoping for Marvel to get really smart. In what way? What Marvel needs to realize they need is they need a female buddy cop movie to bring more women into the Marvel okay. Cinematic Universe, which means you need a Black Widow cavalry movie. I would watch that in a second. And I would absolutely watch that. Right, and it would be a whole movie about two really powerful, really capable women, but two women who have absolutely differing styles. Views on how to do and their job. You know how Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of Black Widow is very playful and fun and jokey until it's time to like hurt people and then it kind of stops being that? Yeah. If she's cast against... Um, Ming-Na in the movie and that's the, the point is a buddy cop movie that allows her to be that kind of funny character even though she's still really good at fighting people exactly and then you can let Melinda May be the really stern one and continue to be really stern the entire time yeah because so, I don't think I don't think they've actually had Melinda May crack a joke because that's what Coulson's for. Oh, yeah, she has. Like, Coulson is kind of no, she like, has. she's a straight man to Coulson. She's absolutely cracked jokes. I'm try- I, I cannot think of one. I can't tell you what episode it is but I guarantee you there has been at least a couple of jokes in the first two seasons, in some of the private scenes between her and Coulson, I feel like they were very dry humor, and I like I can't remember one. I'll have to go back and look. I'm eventually. sure, but I, I guarantee you they're there. Okay, because it, that it, if you not that I went back and watched recently, but I guarantee if we go back now and watch season one and season two, we're gonna see that as time goes on, her relationship to Coulson started off as very congenial, and then kind of became very distrusting. Yeah, oh, that's that's absolutely a thing. Right, so I guarantee you in the first 12 episodes, there were probably quite a few that we're just forgetting. Because she's not typically the humor. 
in the show. The one thing I will give Agents of Shield is they're doing really good considering all their all their comedic elements are no longer comedic. In what way? Fitz is not funny. No, he's not. Fitz is not funny. Coulson's even not. Yeah, Coulson's kind of funny. Like Coulson's Coulson. Um, yeah, Fitz is damaged. Simmons is now damaged. Everybody's damaged. Coulson is what he is. Yeah. Which is to say, the Coulson of the Marvel movie world was used for comic relief. The Coulson and Agent of Shield is just not. He was never. He was funny. But he was never used as that. No, it, I was I was mar- I was marveling at um, the, uh, the difference in character between Coulson in the movie universe and Coulson and Agents of Shield because they are very different. Mm-hmm. Now there could be some character growth, obviously, over time. Oh, but, I don't think so, Dan. But I again, think, I think that the character is completely consistent when you think about the fact that what separates Coulson on Agents of Shield and Coulson of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is dying, dying death. Um, and I'm one of those people that, like, I, even if you buy the magic make your memory go away machine, I don't think you your body forgets that kind of trauma. And that's how he's responding to it. Yeah. Interesting choice. All right. I think we're going to wrap up. It was actually is there, really... Is there anything on the list that's even mildly interesting? No. Uh, uh, what do I got? I got... King Kong and Godzilla franchises merging become Who one cares? big mega. Die Hard 6 is going to be a sequel and a prequel. So That don't make no sense. <laughs> so it's... Post whatever the last shitty Die Hard movie was, and then John McClane in New York in 1979, which would be an interesting movie if they did it right, but not the sequel portion. Just the John McClane in 1979 okay, so in an me, R-rated Die Hard movie. Let me see if I got this straight. So some guy, what, what, what do you know which movie house makes that movie? I don't care. I haven't even known at this point. Whoever makes Die Hard was watching Looper and went, we have Bruce oh, Willis. Man, you know what we should do? We should just hire Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, we'll make him John McClane, and then we can just start over. Yeah, we'll just do a new Looper movie. Um, <laughs> and apparently they are rebooting War Games, but they're going to make it quote-unquote interactive. I don't know how. Apparently you can use your phones. Are I'm they going to make it into a game a la um, Ready Gamer 1? Like I feel like the, the way that I, I heard them one, describe I this was that like during the movie, it was going to be interactive somehow, and I, I don't quite know how that well i'd go see it dan if they turned it into the the movie gaming experience presented in ready player one i, still don't, I don't know how you do that, that but if i could be matthew Brod- i mean i already am matthew broderick effectively i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even joking i'm not even joking about that i walked into an audition um dan at the age of 31 and um it was for Bluxy Blues. I remember, and you got and, to play Matthew Broderick. And I rightfully went in to read for the only part that I was age appropriate age for, yes. which is to me. And before <laughs> allowing me to audition, the director cast me as Matthew Broderick. You were so good in that show. I played Matthew Broderick a lot. You were good. I went up and saw you. That were, God, that was far away. Where was that? That was Oceanside. Oceanside. Down, beautiful downtown Oceanside. That's right. Oh, my God. I took B, who I haven't talked to in years. B and I went and saw you in Oceanside, and then we yeah. drove down to La Jolla and to despite, pizza. And despite our advanced age, there were a lot of really good things in that show. There were. Mostly technical. There, 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 were, some, there were some magic moments that happened in that show. Not really there, acting. There were, there were some not really great acting, I was going to say. but there, Well, there were, there were three of us that were good. <coughs> Me... And Aaron, who played Selridge. He was good. And um, what's his name who played Toomey? Although he wasn't very good in that show, he's very good as an actor. And, and, and our friend Ed randomly was in it. Yep. I'd, I'd never seen him act before or since. And Ed had to find a way to do five push-ups. <laughs> I feel like it's not hard to do. I can do five push-ups. 
Challenge accepted. All right, folks, we're going to end this episode with Dan. I'm not doing push ups. Trying to do five push ups. I'm, not, I'm not on the ground. No, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying I think on I can do I'm not doing am, five push ups. I'm questioning your honor, sir. I, am I don't think doing, you can do it. Five push ups. We are not doing five push ups. Come on, Dan, do it. We're not doing five push ups. This is Mid Musings of a Geek. We are on the Musings of a Geek podcast network. Um, we're also on the Danger Entertainment Network, or Geek Life Radio, Stitcher, iTunes. Um, I have no idea when we're on Geek Life Radio. I know we're on Geek Life Are Radio. You on a nickel? I have no clue. Do we have an episode up? Yeah, I put I put one up uh, this week. I put uh, okay. episode one hundred and one. Um, this is actually episode one hundred and two. It's just me and Des. Uh, hopefully next time we'll we'll have Will just again. Just the two. There you go. Um, we uh we're going to Vegas in 31 days. Please join us if you'd like. We're going to be at the El Cortez Hotel. Brian and his brood are going to be staying at the Aria. So between the two hotels, I'm sure you can find one of us. Uh, what else is going on? We have an Amazon banner. Well, if you're if you're anywhere away from downtown, you're probably not finding us. Probably not. Um, there's an Amazon banner on the website. If you liked anything you, uh, if you heard anything you wanted to buy and look at, jump on the Amazon banner at amusingcivicgeek.com. There's also a swag store and Audible. So if you want an audiobook, you can get a free one on us. Free audiobook. That's awesome. I'm mad at Amazon. Why? I just bought an Amazon Fire. It's actually pretty cool. Okay. Well, I also bought a GoPro recently. All so right. You should get some money for that. Uh, but no, um, they they I paid thirty three dollars for GoPro for a thirty five dollar book. Oh, what? <laughs> Way to be on Amazon, Amazon. Oh, your your discount was like that like a, a tiny percentage seven. Of course, it was it it was like and I quote Dan lifted a cultural history of the elevator. I can see why there wasn't a massive discount, but you bought a cultural still. history of the elevator. Please yeah, tell me it was I, for school. I need it for a paper. Okay, okay. I was gonna say the fact that somebody wrote that book. One of my, what my, one of my end of semester papers is about a performance I'm planning about um, pre- presenting theater in confined spaces. An elevator is a confined space. We're, we're gonna make people in elevators uncomfortable. That's awesome. Our, that's our show. I feel like I feel like uh, going to be uncomfortable in your elevator. Yeah, but unfortunately, I can't just simply write on the paper. Um, elevators. There's rules. Here are the rules, as far as I know. Um, and and then we did a show in it. They want a little more than that at the graduate level. I love that you're doing performance. It's basically performance art. I love it. Oh, I'm all performance art this 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 time. I'm doing a night of performance art in November, where literally what at least one of my projects. I, I've told my actor, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna pick a person in the front row, and your job is to make them as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, hopefully, next time you hear me, I will be on History of Bad Ideas, and then I don't know what Des is doing, and then yeah, maybe yeah. all three of us will be yeah. together. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a my half a brownie on the line here. That that episode of History of Bad Ideas will be up before this one. Oh, bro, well, it, it depends on how if I can get this up tonight before I go to Ohio tomorrow. Uh-huh. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks again for listening, and stay geeky, my friends. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends.